Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to the sixth episode of Living Epistle Podcast. I don't know about you, but 2020 has been an unusually strange, chaotic, tumultuous, just really weird year. And for me, it's been like no other year in recent memory, and certainly like no other year that I can even remember in my lifetime. We've had the killing of Ahmaud Aubrey by two white men in Brunswick, Georgia, back in February, but only just came to light in May of this year. We've had the killing of Breonna Taylor in her own apartment in April by the Louisville Police Department. We've had the killing of George Floyd by a white Minneapolis police officer this past May on May 25th. And most recently here in Atlanta, we've had the killing of Rayshard Brooks by a white police officer as he was running away. And all of the ensuing protests, riots, destruction of property, and other civil unrest surrounding all of these events. It's on the news every day. I mean, you can't turn on any media outlets without them covering the story or covering something related to the story. And we're talking about it in our public conversations and our private conversations. I mean, we can't go anywhere without talking about it or hearing about it or seeing something related to it. And of course, let's not forget about the ubiquitous COVID-19 pandemic. It really has impacted every area of our lives. It's impacted our jobs. For those of us who are still blessed to be able to work, however, most of us now are teleworking and we're holding virtual meetings on platforms like Zoom, Microsoft Teams or Amazon Chime. And really, we do thank God for keeping us employed during this time. But it is definitely a new way of conducting business. We have seen it. It really dramatically impact the restaurant and the hospitality industries, and it's hit them extremely hard. And I would just say that for those of us who are still eating out and, you know, ordering out and ordering from our neighborhood restaurants and coffee shops, that we make sure that we bless our servers and the owners of those establishments by making sure we leave generous tips for them to help them keep their business afloat and keep their lights on and certainly keep people uh, employed who are still working. It certainly has impacted our kids for many of us. Um, with kids in K through 12, we've been forced be to become our kids homeschool teachers. And I know that's got to be extremely tough for those of us who are still working and with young kids being able to balance the responsibilities and the deliverables of our jobs. And on top of that, making sure that our kids are getting their work done. And even for those of us who have kids in college, it's still an adjustment for us having these grown folks back in the house and doing their work from home. Again, just an adjustment. And I really have to tip my hats off to those of you who have infants and toddlers and preschoolers. I just can't even imagine what it's like having them in and having them to be confined and not being able to have play dates and things like that where they can get out and release some of that energy. It really has affected our recreation and our leisure activities. For months now, we haven't been able to do any of the things that we usually like to do to relax and unwind. For example, to go to the gym or a sporting event or our favorite restaurant or to be able to travel to our favorite getaway, etc. You name it, you get the point. But those things, those venues, a movie theater or out bowling, those things that we would normally do to help us relax and unwind from the stresses of life up until fairly recently, we've not been able to do any of them. And certainly it has impacted 
how we interact with people on a daily basis. I mean, the wearing of masks and maintaining social distancing and constantly sanitizing surfaces and hands and commonly touched places and things um, is just a it's a it's a new way of life. But it is, I believe, the new normal. And let's certainly not forget how COVID-19 has affected our familial and close personal relationships. And come on, the truth of the matter is it's either brought us closer as families or it's accelerated the tearing of them apart. What do I mean by that? We have seen the increased incidence of um, domestic violence and we've seen the increased incidence of people with mental or social um, disorders having to have counseling and uh, the calls that are coming in. So it really has just impacted every area of our lives. And so you get the picture with this going on and with so much more going on on around us. Where do we get the strength, the courage and the hope to face each new day? Well, where else but from the Lord and his word? And so tonight, that's really the impetus and the encouragement and the inspiration for this uh, podcast is really just a, a word of hope, a word of encouragement and a word of inspiration. That's really been on my heart just when we think about all of the uncertainty that life brings to us, especially now on a day to day basis. And so I want to just refer you to Romans chapter 8 verses 31 through 39. Yes, no, I'm not going to read them all. I know better than to do that and read all eight or nine verses here on the podcast. But I do want to focus on a couple of key verses out of Romans 8 verses 31 through 39. I'm going to read verses 31, 35, and 37 through 39. And so Paul begins uh, verse 31 by saying, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And then I'll jump down to 35. And who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? And then I'll jump down to 37 through 39. And you know it very familiar. And it reads, yet in all these things, We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And I just have a question for all of my listeners tonight. That question is, Are you fully persuaded? Are you fully persuaded that God is who he says he is? Are you fully persuaded that none of this, this social unrest, the social injustice, the COVID-19, are you fully persuaded that none of this has taken him by surprise? Are you fully persuaded that the Lord will do what he said he would do? Are you fully persuaded that the Lord is really on our side? And finally, I want to ask you, are you fully persuaded that God always, always, always keeps his promises? And I'll start with this. God is always working on our behalf. Again, the Apostle Paul begins verse 31 by asking, what shall we say to these things? Well, For us today here in 2020, the things that we'd be talking about are we're talking about this racial and social injustice that we face here in America. 
And I just mentioned at the opening of the podcast, I mentioned Ahmaud Arbery, I mentioned Breonna Taylor, I mentioned George Floyd, and again, most recently, Rayshard Brooks as the most recent examples. But you guys know there is nothing new under the sun. These are just the most recent examples. But again, what shall we say to these things and their families and our community and mainly in our nation? We're looking for justice for these atrocities, these injustices that have occurred to these most recent victims. But what shall we say to the impact that COVID-19 has had on our lives, has impacted all of us? It most certainly has affected many of us physically, It certainly has affected all of us emotionally. Again, we can't even think about going to the grocery store or going um, out anywhere in public without, okay, do I have my mask? Do I have my hand sanitizer? Do I want to get too close? Somebody coughs or sneezes. Uh Uh-huh. You know the story. You're looking at them like, do they have COVID-19? So it it impacts us emotionally, whether we have it or not. It certainly has impacted us socially. We're not meeting. We're not gathering. Certainly, we're not gathering with our friends. We're not gathering even with our family, other than our immediate household. It certainly has impacted us financially. As I just mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it certainly has affected those in the hospitality and the restaurant industries. But maybe it's even impacted, even impacted you in your job where you've been laid off or your hours have been cut or the income that you have has been cut back dramatically. If, in fact, you still have any income at all and certainly has impacted us spiritually. We're not meeting at our houses of worship. We're wondering, God, where are you in all of this? But again, Paul gives the answer. He asks the question, what then shall we say to these things? And then he goes on to give the answer. This is, uh, this is what I love about the book of Romans. It's a, a question and answer format. Paul is asking questions that they were asking back to the church of Rome, but they're the same questions we're asking today. Lord, what shall we say to all of these things that are going on around us? Lord, what's happening with the social injustice? Why are people so angry? Why are they rioting? Why are they looting? Why are the police treating us so badly? Why, why, why? And then Paul gives the answer. Paul says, if God is for us, who can be against us? We must always remember for the believer that God is always working on our behalf, even when it doesn't look like it. God is always working on our behalf. And what's interesting about this chapter is in this very chapter, in chapter eight, there's a scripture that we quote all the time. It's Romans 828. Mm -hmm. I hear you guys already saying it. And it goes and it reads, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Lord says all things work together for good. So if the Lord says all things, then guess what he means, family? He means all things. All things are working together for good. So what I'm going to ask you to do right now is just take a few seconds to think about one of those bad times you experience. Think about one of those disappointments that you've experienced. Think about one of those hurts, the letdowns that you have experienced in your past. And at the time you were going through it, you didn't see how it would work out. And I would be so bold as to say you couldn't see what the good was that would come out of that situation. But now let's fast forward to where you are right now. When you reflected on that time, when you reflected on that, and at the moment you were going through it, at the time you were going through it, you couldn't see the good. 
But now you see, God, I see that you were really working it out for my good. Didn't understand it then. The situation, that circumstance, that disappointment, it was necessary to help shape you, to help shape me, to help mold you, to help mold me into the men and women that we are today. It was used to help shape us, to get us to the place where God desires for us to be right now. And it's also worth noting that as a result of what's been happening over the past several weeks here in these United States, and in particular, these um, past couple of weeks here in Georgia, that there have been two major milestones that have occurred very recently. The first was that a Confederate monument in the Decatur Square in the city of downtown Decatur was ordered removed by a DeKalb County federal judge by June the 19th. That just passed last week. And guess what? The monument and its base have been removed. And again, as a direct result, I have to believe of all of the turmoil, of all of the protests, of all of the injustices that have been going on in the past couple of weeks, that the monument that was there since 1913 has been removed. And then the second thing that as I am speaking, as this podcast is being published for the first time ever, the governor of Georgia, Governor Brian Kemp, on June 26th, has assigned into law the first hate crimes legislation in the state of Georgia. And again, family, it is as a direct result of what is happening in our society today. Had the um, had the, the, the protests, had the tribulations, had the rioting, had all of that not occurred. Hmm. I wonder what any of those um, actions have taken place. And these major milestones won't bring back any of the people that I just mentioned. It won't bring back Brianna. It won't bring back George. It won't bring back Ahmad. But what it will do and what I believe what it will um, help the family to see is that their lives, a little comfort for the lives of their families to know that their lives were not given or taken in vain, that their, the death of their loved ones were not in vain, but that something major came out of it again. So we don't understand it. And even we will have to, from this point, one day down in history, be able to look back and see what is the good. But we know this and we can trust in this, that God says that all things are working together for good to those who love God. And so we have to trust him. And here's the other thing that I know is I know that nothing Nothing, nothing can keep Christ's love from covering us. And we know this in verse 35. Verse 35 says, and who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And then he goes on to list shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. And I just want to pick a couple of these. But this tribulation, tribulation, what is that nice biblical term for a cause of great trouble or suffering? And here's the thing about tribulation family. One of our uh, our lead deacons at our church uh, always talks about it. He says, you're either heading into trouble, you're just getting out of trouble, or you're currently in trouble. So it's always something that's going to be going on in our lives. And no distress, distress meaning calamity or disaster or tragedy or crisis would COVID-19 
count as a distress? You better believe it. We just talked about it. We're careful where we go. We're careful who we're around. We're careful if somebody's coughing. We're careful if somebody's sneezing. We're very careful and we're also very careful about our health and our wellness. Now we're washing hands and we're disinfecting services just to make sure that we don't inadvertently pick up this virus. But you know what? The word of the Lord says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? None of these things, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, peril, meaning danger. Will danger separate us? I mean, literally, we take our lives into our hands sometimes just by walking out on the street, just by being black by driving or black while walking or black while running or black while jogging. We take our lives into our own hands, but we know that God is with us. And so the beauty in this and the assurance in this is in whatever situation we find ourselves We know that we should turn to God and he has taught us how to live in every situation and how to live in every circumstance that comes our way. And we know this. We know this. We know this because of Philippians, where it talks about, I know how to live in almost not with almost nothing or with everything. And I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or with an empty stomach with plenty or with little. God says, turn to me and trust in me. And he hasn't definitely not forgotten about us, even in this situation, even with all the craziness that's going on in our world right now in 2020. God definitely hasn't not forgotten about us. And just because the battle is raging and just because the battle is hot and heavy against us and there appears to be no wind in sight and we don't appear to know when this COVID-19 is going to end. We don't appear to know when is social injustice going to come to an end and racial injustice and societal injustice. We don't know. But this is what we know is that the word of God in verse 37 says, yet in all these things. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Yet in all these things, whatever it is, whatever the all, whatever the situation, whatever the circumstance, whatever the trial, whatever the peril, whatever the danger, whatever the whatever the and the sword is the threat of death, whatever. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And then finally, I even as I ask the question, are you persuaded I challenge you tonight to make a declaration of your persuasion. Like Paul, where he says in verses 38 and 39, he says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. So nothing, if you believe this, then our lives should reflect this. It should be reflected in our countenance, our countenance. What's our countenance? Our countenance is our facial expressions, our bodily expressions. It's what Do people see when they look at us? Do we walk around with a you better not say anything to me look? Or how about this one? How about us who walk around with a life sucks or a woe is me look? You see, our countenance gives off what we really feel on the inside. But if you know that nothing can separate you from the love of Jesus, then your countenance should be one of it's a great day to be alive. Lord, use me today. And when we 
exude that countenance, then God can be glorified in us and people will be wondering what is it about us, even with all that's going on, that we're able to exude that positive countenance, that great day to be alive. God, I thank you for a new day. Also, our attitude, if we really believe that we are persuaded, if we are fully persuaded that God is who he says he is and none of these things can separate us from him, then our attitude should be a positive outlook on situations instead of immediately focusing in on the negative. You see, the Bible told us, Jesus told his disciples, you shall have trials and tribulations. Ah, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. You see, life is full. The Bible says, or, or a, a song that they says, life is full of swift transitions because one day you're walking and the next day you're not. One day there's everybody's free to do about and go about their business. The next day everybody's on lockdown and, and, and shelter in place orders. But you see, the question becomes, are you going to look at the positive? And Lord, how can I be used by you in this situation? Or are you going to focus on the negative? And then also, if you are fully persuaded that God is who he says he is and Jesus is your Lord, if you're fully persuaded, then it should be reflected in how we treat one another. You see, I don't believe that all white people are racist or any other stereotype about them. But the flip side of that is true. Also, white people can't believe all the black people or whatever the stereotype is that's believed about us, because you see, this just can't be true if the love of Christ is flowing through us. It, it can't be true because the Bible says there's neither bond nor free, there's Greek nor Jew, there's male nor female in Christ. So whatever those differences are, are negated in the fact that we are one in Christ. And so I can't look at my white brother or my white sister as being a racist or evil or whatever we want to call them and say that about all of them. Because then I am going against what the word of God says and what scripture says. And so I'm not blind. I'm not blind. But we have to understand that even as I mentioned in last week's podcast, the battle is not against flesh and blood. But it is against powers and principalities and racism is a spirit. And that's what we must war against. We must war against the spirit of racism and we must do things. Yes, at the ballot box and at the with our at the with the at the local political levels to make sure that the people who we elect to represent us and to represent our interests are doing just that. And if not, then we hold them accountable at election time and we go to meetings and we show up at the council meetings and we show up at the school board meetings and we show up at those places that the officials are supposed to be representing our interest and they're not. But again, the people are not the enemy. The spirit that is operating in them is the enemy. And so finally, I would say this. To be encouraged, my brothers and sisters, to know, as I mentioned, that God is always working on our behalf, even when we don't know and it doesn't look like it and it appears. God, where are you in all of this? But know that nothing can separate Christ from his love from us and nothing can separate the love that he has for us from covering us, even in the midst of trials and tribulations. And then finally, I would encourage you to make that declaration, make that declarative victory statement that you are fully persuaded that no matter what we're facing or will face in the future, we have been assured that we have overwhelming victory because of Jesus Christ who loves us. And so I love how the New Living Translation says this, and I'm going to read that and I'll close with this. The New Living Translation says, I am convinced 
that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. And I know right now, family, I'm going to pause right there. And I know right now we're feeling the pressures and we're feeling like what is going on? Lord, where are you in this? But the word of the Lord says not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth beneath. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Remember, we have overwhelming victory in him, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it may feel like, no matter what it may sound like, no matter what the situation or the circumstances. Remember, are you fully persuaded that God is who he says he is, that this situation, this circumstance, this time, this season has not taken the Lord by surprise. Are you fully persuaded that he'll do what he says he will do? Are you fully persuaded that God is on our side, even in the midst of this? And you must be fully persuaded and know that God always keeps his promises. And he told us in his word, nothing will separate us. Us from the, his love that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so remember, preach the gospel at all times. And when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be.